0: I am extremely happy to announce that today's episode of My Beyond the View is sponsored by Audible. So be sure to check the Audible link in the description box if you're interested in getting 30 free days of Audible, a 30-day free trial. As many books as you want to listen to, for you, your children, whatever the genre, of course not just books but movies as well, everything that Audible has to offer free for 30 days, check the description box. Let's go into the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to My View on the View. Come on in here. Let's get started. Come on. Trying hard, but you want to be my friend. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, My View on the View, a commentary podcast all about ABC's The View. I make The View's table relatable by taking the table and the relational dynamics and Sharing what we can all learn from those things. I don't necessarily analyze their politics or the political um, points from the women. I find that politics, discussing politics, just creates, creates division. People want to argue, they go back and forth. It doesn't really bring people together. I like to talk about life skills because all of us, no matter where we live on this planet, no matter our age, our gender, our race. All of us have to learn how to get along in a healthy manner with other people in the workplace. And of course, all of us want to have healthy personal relationships. And I will tell you, when you watch the show, and you watch how they relate, how they work through issues in front of the camera and behind the scenes, there's a lot that we can all learn and make applicable to our own lives when they get it right, When they get it wrong, right? So that's what I do here. So if you have any questions about anything, me, the music, just check the description box. No matter where you're listening to the sound of my voice, the information you need to know is there. Well, guys, I will tell you, uh, I made a decision that I was going to dedicate some time to actually come and talk to you about what I've been trying to talk to you about for months now. If you've been with me for at least, I would say, three months, you know That I have said two things consistently since Alyssa Farah Griffin first appeared on the show. I mean, back when we first did her very first um, chemistry test review, that she actually did the job of the conservative well. You know, in regards to what they're looking for, which is someone to bring an opposing view, she did that. So... Hey, we have to give her credit where credit is due. But I will tell you, the other thing that you've heard me be very consistent about now for months is that I personally, as a viewer, have just been very, very suspicious of Alyssa. And I've said to you, there's just been something about her that I just couldn't put my finger on. I recognize that I don't know this young lady, that she could be possibly one of the best people in the world. So I'm really relegating my comments and my observations of her public statements and her public behavior, okay? That's what I'm best basing my assessment on. I know I don't know her. And I did a little research, and I came across this article that was published, and let me get the date here for those of you who want to read it for yourself, on May 16th of this year, 2022, by Vanity Fair, and the writer, I want to give credit to her because I will tell you, even though this article uh, was extremely long—one of the longest one I, ones I've read in a while—but it was for a magazine spread, so hey, I guess that would be normal. Um, Charlotte Klein, K-L-E-I-N, in case you want to find Charlotte anywhere there online on social media, she did a fantastic job. Um, I felt that this article, uh, where she interviewed Alyssa, she—it seemed to me, read the way. Uh, it was written. She actually shadowed her one of those days that she was chemistry testing there on the view. It was very, very interesting to say the least. And I will tell you, as I was researching and watching video clips, trying to see what is it, what am I seeing here that I can't put my finger on, this article <laughs> kind of did it for me. This article, there were five things that stood out to me immediately. I read it the first time. So let's just dive into this. I'm going to give you, based on this article, five reasons for me, in my view on The View, Alyssa Farrah Griffin should not, should not be the next conservative on ABC's The View. So again, Vanity Fair, and the title of the article is Alyssa Farrah Griffin, the ex-Trump aide, wants to be America's household conservative. Okay. The first thing that stood out to me in this article that, that really spoke to me and kind of solidified for me. Okay. My suspicions. Okay. And now I, I really feel she should not be the next conservative is when she told Carolyn quote, at no point in my entire life was my goal to be on TV and be a talking head. I know I said for sure to my husband multiple times I want to stay off 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 TV because I don't want to forever be seen as a Trump spokesperson Then she jokes with uh, with uh Miss Klein and says famous last words okay For me, that says a lot. And I know a lot of you guys you know, feel like sometimes I focus too much on the small things. But you have to understand, for me, as someone who did investigative interviews for years, I learned when you're trying to get at the truth and you're trying to extract the truth of a situation, you need to focus on the small things. It's not the big things. (laughs) It's not the big things. So here it is. This young lady is saying, I know I told my husband multiple times, I want to stay off TV, but yet, but yet it was revealed in this article that when she realized that Donald Trump was losing the uh, the election, the 2020 election, she secretly started trying to get jobs on television and Fox News exposed her for that. Then she came back and denied it and said, well, she never actually met with anybody. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't um, take away from the fact that you tried to get jobs on television. You saw the ship sinking. You wanted to preserve whatever little piece of reputation you had. And so you were secretly trying to get jobs in television. You know, when someone says, I don't want to be on TV, and then you just keep seeing them on TV and you find out they're trying to get jobs in TV. I'm sorry, guys, but that's someone who's not being honest. That's someone to me, in my view on the V who has an ulterior motive. If you don't want to be on television, then why would you try to get TV jobs? It doesn't even make sense. No, you want to be on television. You know, remember when Kellyanne Conway came to the show? And, you know, she was really challenging Alyssa. You know, she was being very messy. We all know that's how Kellyanne Conway is, right? We discussed her appearance on the show. If you missed it, check the description box. I will leave the review in uh, the description box, okay, a link to the podcast there. But one of the things that I pointed out, and, of course, you saw the show yourself, so you heard her say it. uh, One of the things that Kellyanne said to Alyssa was, we don't know if you have come to the light or if you see your name in lights. And Alyssa called that a cheap shot. I told you guys, I said, I believe Kellyanne. You know, and I'm not one to agree with Kellyanne Conway. But I have felt that same way since the very beginning. Again, two separate things. She did the job of the conservative fairly well. I have to give her that. I'm not going to take that away from her. But on the other hand, there's something about her. There's a dishonesty there. There's a deception uh, component with this young lady. And again, for me, this article, when I read and saw these five things, it kind of sealed it for me. Okay? It sealed it for me. I think this young lady wants people to believe that, like she told this this writer, I don't want to be on TV. I told my husband that. I never thought I'd be. But then you were trying to get jobs on television. There are many jobs in the political sphere that one could get that have nothing to do with television. I think we all agree with that. But, you know, when you go get all this plastic surgery and you kind of go get your boobs done and, you know, um, a lot of you understand, like Stephanie Grisham, she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Um, One of the big stories that I didn't cover because I don't really like when people poke fun at women's looks. I'm a woman. um, I'm a part of the sisterhood. I think as women, we need to try to support other women. We don't even need to go there. But one of the stories that came out was people were shocked at Stephanie Grisham's appearance when she first came to The View because they hadn't seen her really, you know, um, since, I guess, you know, whenever they'd seen her. You know, I wasn't a Stephanie Grisham follower, so I didn't know what she looked like before versus, you know, this new person. Um, But a lot of outlets were talking about the plastic surgery. Again, I didn't cover the story because I felt like they were poking fun at her looks, okay? You know, Beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder. And people have a right to go get plastic surgery if that's what they want to do. Now, I personally wouldn't, but I understand a lot of women want to do that. That's fine. If you can afford to do that and you feel it's safe, fine. But you don't go around telling people that you all, you never wanted to do something and then you turn around and do it. It doesn't make sense. This is someone, in my view on the view, who is trying to be deceptive. Okay, if you don't want to be on TV, Alyssa Farah, and you don't want to forever be seen as a Trump spokesperson, then you do what a lot of these people have done. Go find a job in the political realm that has nothing to do with television. A lot of these people have fallen back. Right, y'all? They're taking a break from television. They're trying to rewrite their resumes. They're trying to rebuild their their reputation. And they have enough common sense to know. I need to stay away from television for a while. Let me let all this stuff die down, you know, and go get a job somewhere else. But no, not this young lady, not this young lady. I'm sorry. In my view on The View, she sees her, names, her name in lights, okay? So the next thing that stood out to me that Charlotte wrote here is this. This is what it says here. Alyssa proclaimed, this was on The View, during a segment on The View about Vladimir Zelensky, president of UK- Ukraine, that she's, quote, never been more proud to be Ukrainian, despite only finding that out from a 23andMe test mere weeks before in April and May. Now you say, my view on the view, what, why is that a big deal? <laughs> Hello? Don't you remember the whole debacle? debacle that went on with Elizabeth Warren and Elizabeth hasn't been the only person? You know, I I will tell you, one of the things that I think is just egregious is when these people in the political sphere, okay, try to use some, you know, an affiliation or pretend that they have some association or identification with a marginalized group for political gain. And that's exactly what this girl is doing. I researched it. And, of course, so did Charlotte here who wrote this article for Vanity Fair, she has never before this whole situation with Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, mentioned that she was Ukrainian. And I think that, you know, if she had a large Ukrainian heritage, I think her parents would have told her, don't you? Don't you? But when you take a 23andMe test... and and get the results back in April and May, then you go proclaim to the world without having time to fully research it, to make sure it's accurate. A lot of us understand that the most accurate DNA um, testing is really ancestry because they have a larger, uh, what do they call it? They have a larger um, um, testing group, I believe is the, the phrase. I may have that wrong, but I think a lot of you know what I'm trying to say. They have more people in the database, right? So they have more, they can be more accurate with their matches, right? But 23andMe is more for health purposes because in case you don't know, it also tells you about supposedly your health profile, this 23andMe test, okay, ancestry test. So a lot of people feel like it's more accurate for that than rather telling you about your real, okay, ancestry. And here's another thing. I love the way Charlotte wrote this. She says, She goes there and she, quote, says, which we all heard her say it, so we know she's not making it up. I've never been more proud to be Ukrainian. And Charlie writes, despite only finding that out a few weeks before, it's like, girl, please. Once again, we see folks like this girl who aspire to advance in their political career, try to use identification with a group of people who are currently in crisis to further their political aspirations, to further their political acumen. You know what? I would love to see the percentage of her supposed Ukrainian, um, you know, ancestry. Remember remember Elizabeth Warren kept up her Native American life for so long, she finally had to show the results. And what was it like? One percent? And no, no, let me, let me, let me, let me get it because I have it here. Yeah, the Washington Post said after they basically people forced Elizabeth to tell the truth, her ancestry uh, report showed she had one, 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 one Native American ancestor, quote, six to 10 generations ago. And yet Elizabeth Warren was going around saying she was a minority, Right. Remember, they showed her documents too. when she got into law school in Texas and she had put down she was a, a, a minority and she used that to further her career. And finally, she had to own up to the truth and she had to call. I forget which tribe it was. A lot of you know the story. And she apologized, you know, for using that. It's like, girl, you are not Native American, okay? So, again, it's the same thing that I see as someone who used to work with abused children and families. You know, you have these these political families or people in the community who own banks and they want to move up. They eventually want to run for, for some local office and they want to make sure they can get garner votes from all different types of populations. So they'll go and they'll adopt a black child. Or they'll adopt, you know, a Native American child or a Pakistani child or an Asian American child. And they use that child as a pawn. They use that child for political gain to say, well, see, see, I understand your plight. I'm raising a black child. I'm raising an Asian child. They do all that crap. I can't stand when these people in these political arenas, again, try to use identification with a group that's in crisis, and say, oh, look at me. I'm just like them. It's like, please. So you know what? Uh, uh, Alyssa should be ashamed of herself. And I will tell you, I suspect when she made that statement on the show, um, Joy for sure didn't know that she had just found that out a few weeks ago because y'all know how Joy is. Joy would have definitely said, and what's the percentage? (laughs) Because girl, if your percentage is 0.05, okay, Hush. All right. So, again, this just furthered my suspicions about Alyssa. I, I really feel, again, I don't know her. I'm just going by her public behavior and statements. And listen, I have a, an, something on audio I want you to listen to that's going to really tell it all. But I will tell you, I really think she's just as far right as she always has been. But she's hiding it. I do not believe that she's changed. I don't believe she's come to the light. I think she sees her name in lights. The third thing in this article that I will tell you, this right here, I was like, what? I had to reread this part. I was like, are you kidding me? This is what the article says in Vanity Fair. In November 2020, remember I was alluding to this earlier, Fox News reported that Alyssa had been, quote, interviewing with TV agents since before the election. Excuse me. I said after she found out that he was losing the election. No, I forgot here. It's before. So before the election, before the 2020 election, she had been interviewing with TV agents. And of course she denied that. And Fox News reported that she had been actively looking for a job in in the post-Trump world, okay? Now, I will tell you, again, And for me, as I said earlier, this again, just tells it all for me. You know, Um, I I really think Alyssa thinks that um, she is doing something that is not obvious to people. Um, I feel like that's one of the reasons why Kellyanne was, I don't think Kellyanne was hard on her, but one of the reasons why Kellyanne really kept challenging her when she came to The View, because, you know, first of all, Kellyanne It's the best, you know, she's considered one of the best that ever done it when it comes to using various things to increase your political acumen, to make it seem like you're just so smart and that you're just so different from the rest. And you're just so important. Kelly, Kelly knows the game and she can see, you know, what Alyssa's doing a mile away. And Kelly's one of those people because she's nice, nasty. She is. She didn't have a problem calling uh, Alyssa out on that right there on the view. Okay. So let me just share something else with you that I thought was really damning here that goes along with the fact that she was looking for a job. This article also reveals that after she quit the administration, okay, she was an advisor to the Georgia GOP ahead of the 20, January 2021 Senate runoff elections. And she did interviews on various news stations where she fear mongered, I'm reading from the article now, and it says she claimed that a far left attempted takeover was in place. This, guys, was ahead of the January 2021 last year, okay, Senate runoffs, okay, so she went on to these different news stations, it says here, and she fear mongered about a far left attempted takeover, and she told people, quote, get out and vote if you don't want a rigged election. Now, Charlotte says, when I asked her about these comments, Alyssa gave me some pushback. But then she told me, quote, I was at that period doing what a lot of Republican, a lot of the Republican Party still is doing. I was dancing around the crazy and trying to use the language that appealed to the electorate. And she even told Charlotte that after she went on these programs and said all this crazy stuff that now, mind you, mind you, this is someone who says she's come to the light. But just a few months back, she was on these programs, fear mongering, telling people about a rigged, you know, Senate election and that they needed to get out and vote because there was going to be a far left attempt to at take over. Right. She says to Charlotte that. After this, Mark Meadows sent her several text messages telling her, you're doing great. You're doing great with smiley faces. Okay. So she resigns, but then she goes on to tell people all this stuff. Guys, it, listen to me. This is as clear as day. It's as clear as day. It's as clear as day. All right. Now let's continue. This video of Alyssa surfaced on the internet, it surfaced in March of 2022 where she was praising Donald Trump and I mean just to, to, if you, when you see the video and you can search for it on on the internet, the way she's flipping her hair as she talks about him the way she's looking up at the ceiling listen, all of us are, you know, most of us women, that are listening understand when we are infatuated with the man, don't we do all that kind of stuff when we're talking about him, (gasps) You know, we're flipping our hair or if we have weave in, we're flipping our weave. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're smiling. We're blushing. You know, we're kind of googly eyeing of the room. Right. This girl was doing all that. And when I watched that video, I'm like, OK, well, dang, was she in love with the man? Yeah, she was. She was in love with the power. She was in love with the power. That's just my personal opinion of that public video. I'm like, I'm a woman. I know when I talk about, babe, you know, I may flip my hair. I may, you know, somebody asked me something, I may crack several smiles. And it's like, girl, you know, please, right? But I'm telling you guys, I was like, this girl seemed like she was so infatuated with this man, right? And he was so great to her, right? But it was interesting to me how this video came to be. Remember, when Alyssa quit... She realized the the sink was shipping the excuse me the ship was sinking. She went around then and started bad mouthing her former boss, saying that oh my god he was so terrible. This is after she had been supporting him for years. All this. Well, guess who released that video? You know, because you know he's messy and he's so childish. Donald Trump did. He actually sent out an email, according to this article, to his supporters exposing this (laughs) this. Video. This is what the email read. According to the Vanity Fair article, it said Alyssa Farah, who was always considered a lightweight within the Trump administration and someone I hardly knew, went from heaping praise on Trump to going the opposite direction when the radical left started throwing around the big bucks. She never had what it took and never will. Watch this video. That's how the video came to, to surface, guys. Um, isn't that interesting? But we know the mo- the method of operation of Donald Trump and she should have known, too. This is what he did to everyone. You know, at first he knew them and they were great people as long as they said good things about him. But as soon as they criticized him or didn't agree with him publicly, all of a sudden, he, ch- you know, he never knew them. Right. They were just horrible people. So I'm not sure why she thought she was different. But see, when you are infatuated with someone and the or the power that they represent or the power of their office, you kind of forget everything you've seen. You forget all the people they've mistreated. You forget all the red flags you've seen. You just are thinking about what you're going to get out of it, okay? Now, I will tell you, the writer of this article did ask her about that video. And this is what she told her. This is what Alyssa said. There was a brief period where, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. I was at a low point in the sense that there was probably, that was probably when I was buying what I was selling the most. But listen to what the writer says here. Hours later, after their interview, she texted me to say she'd had another thought. Quote, now in 2022, I watch that video and I cringe. But I'm actually glad he put it out. I'm p the people I'm ho- most hoping to reach and convince that Trump is terrible for our country are people who like who were once like me. Yeah, right, girl, please. So if you want to hear the video, I want you to listen, okay? This is the entire video. Let's take a listen. Met the president. First time that I met the president, I was working for the vice president, Mike Pence. Um, I was so nervous. I, he came into a Roosevelt Room meeting that the vice president was leading, and he turned to me and said, hi, Smiley. <laughs> I guarantee he does not remember that to this day, but I was smiling so wide because I was just excited to see him. Um, but now I've gotten to spend quite a bit of time with him. its I, I remember this every day as I walk on a campus, just to stop, say a quick prayer of thank you and gratitude that I get to be there and that I get to serve this person particular president. Um, he's, He's a remarkable man. The more time you spend with him behind closed doors, the more you understand what makes him such a strong leader for our nation. Yep, that's the video. And when, what was even more interesting that this article revealed, she actually said that in the spring of 2020. That was after he had been impeached once in 2019, remember that. You think of all the crap that had happened, all the... Uh, the dysfunction and chaos, all the things that had happened, um, by the spring of 2020. But yet here's this, here's this girl saying what we just heard her say. And again, as I said, when you search for the video on your own, you'll see that she's flipping her hair. She's, you know, she's just, you can just tell she was just really infatuated with the, I think the power that this man represented or the, you know, just being associated with power is, is like, Um, like people get high off of that. Right. And definitely in that video, she was definitely just googly eyed for this guy. Right now let's continue to move on. As I wrap up our time together, talking about these things in this article that really revealed to me that as far as I'm concerned, in my view on the view, she is not the best person for the seat. She's just not. Now, the next thing that really surprised me as I was reading this Vanity Fair article is this, which I didn't know. I did not know this about Alyssa. I'm quoting exactly from the article. It says, Alyssa Farah Griffin, by her own admission, was raised in the right-wing media by one of the early godfathers of conservative conspiracy sites. As the co-founder of World Net Daily, Joseph Farah, paved the way for far-right, quote-unquote, news outlets such as Breitbart and InfoWars, and is largely synonymous with the so-called birther movement, which he helped to make mainstream. I did not know that man was her father. I did not know that. You know, I know you can't hold a child, even if the child is an adult, responsible for the actions of their parents. I'm very much aware of that. But I also am aware... And I know that how a child was raised and by whom has much to do with who they are today. You know, our parents shaped our beliefs and, yes, our character. Now, when she was on The View, she did say that her father refused to come to her wedding after she spoke out against Trump. See, that can give the impression that she actually broke with her father's ideology. But guys, we have no proof of that because they were in good relationship until she started speaking out. So it's like, okay. (laughs) So he was pissed at you for speaking out against the man who he helps, you know, create this whole birther crap and all the other stuff. So you were cool with your daddy (laughs) when all that was going on. Your father and you did not have a problematic relationship until you spoke out against Trump. That is very interesting to me. I had no idea that was her dad. I had no idea. I had no idea that she was a part of the birther movement family. I had no idea about that. Now, for me, I thought, well, that, that has, that's just like the worst thing. But no, no, no. The article goes on to share that this, this lady who wrote this article says, as she was interviewing Alyssa, you know, Alyssa was trying to tell her she's changed. She's changed. It's like she's come to The View and said, I've changed, I've changed. But listen to what Charlotte writes. She says... As she's talking to me, she weaves in and out of a checkered history, working for some of the most notorious right-wing figures of the last decade. She didn't vote for Trump in 2016, and she passed up an early opportunity to work in the White House. But listen to what Charlotte says. In the very next breath, though, she'd reminisce about her time working for Mark Meadows and the days she'll, quote, always cherish. And she says she tried to reach out to Mark Meadows for this story, and he declined. So I had no idea that Alyssa Farah had worked for some of the most notorious right-wing figures of the last decade. Let me tell you guys something. I'm so sorry. This says it all for me. I have been saying this now for months, and now I'm convinced. Alyssa Farah, as I said at the top of the podcast, is still, in my view on the view based on her public behavior, just as far-right and conspiracy theory-laden as she was before. She's now put a godly veneer over it. She's now hiding behind her faith saying, oh, it's God in country. Oh, I just love publics. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I just I just have to serve the American people. No, you got to get a check because I do believe plastic surgery has to be maintained. Right, y'all. Uh, and, and and you you want your name in lights, girl. You want your name in lights. Again, I, I will say, again, I don't think Charlotte's intention in this article was to, to show this girl for the, you know, craziness that she appears to be and definitely that she's been associated with. That we can say for certain. But it definitely, it just, you just, you got that from reading it, that she wants to be America's next conservative on The View. But should she be? Do, do we really, those of us who really have been rocking with this show for years. And we know how dangerous these people who herald these conspiracy theories and who are part of the right-wing media, do we really want someone like that sitting there talking to us? I don't. I don't need to hear the conservative view that bad. Not when we have people like Tara Setmayer. Not when we have other people who also are conservatives who have truly broken with the party. But they have a long history of criticizing the party and calling out those folks who, you know, were crazy from the get-go. Now when we have people like that, I don't want to hear from someone who's pretending to not no longer be far right so that they can keep a job and keep money coming in their pockets and make sure they stay in the in their name stays in lights, okay? That's not what I want. Now as I end, I will say this. What if Alyssa does get this job? Because if you've been with me, you also know I said to you Although I personally want someone else to get the job, if she gets it, I'm going to be fine. And I also said, I felt at one point they probably have already decided to give it to her. So if she gets it, what am I going to do as a viewer? Am I going to turn it off? No. Just like I didn't turn it off when Megan was there. I stayed the entire four years with this show because for me, my love of the view has nothing to do necessarily with any of the women per se. Because I understand this is the kind of show where people go and come. You know, it, it, it's the, that's just the nature of this kind of job. My fidelity is to the show itself because I love that this show in 1997 broke ground in giving women on television a platform, particularly African-American women. You know, Star Jones was instrumental in opening up the door in daytime TV for so many black women. So for me, this show has just done a lot. Also for me, the show is a one-stop shop. I learn about so many different people um, who have out new projects and have new books. Um, I learn about all those things from watching The View because again, I don't watch a lot of day-to-day television. Other than the news, I don't watch a lot of programs and movies, I have zero streaming services. You know, I'm not interested in those types of things. So for me, I really love The View itself. So no matter who's there, that's not going to change my fidelity to the show, okay? The only thing that will change that is when the show goes off the air, whenever that will be. But I will tell you, after reading this article, I am now convinced that my suspicions about this young lady were not groundless. They were not baseless. I just didn't know all this information, but I could pick up on her energy and I, I just felt like she's hiding something. She's not telling us who she is. Well, after reading this it seems to me pretty clear who she is. Not only has she always worked for some of the most notorious far-right people, she herself, I believe, is still very much far-right. Now listen, Thank you for joining me today. This has been a very long podcast, but I wanted to lay out to you everything that I found in this article that stood out to me. Listen, if you'd like to read the article, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I will actually put a link to it on our community tab here on the YouTube channel. For those of you who are listening other places other than YouTube, I did give you the article name, the location, and the writer's name so that you can Google it and find it yourself, okay? Guys, I will tell you, I hope she doesn't get this job. I truly think they'll regret it if they hire her, but if they do, if they do, I'm going to continue watching the show, and I'm going to do my best to focus on the other people on the show who I feel like are great for the panel, Um, not this person who I feel is truly a, a... a far right conspiracy theorist, okay? So thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast. Don't forget, if you want a free 30-day trial of Audible, to check the custom link in the description box. Have a great day, y'all. We go, we go again. Trying hard, but you wanna beat my friend.